Welcome to the Soul Stories podcast series with Michelle Ann, where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Grab a cuppa and join me in a heart-filling journey of self-discovery, where my guests will share how they overcame adversity, embraced their spirituality, and allowed their true light to shine. Looking for inspiration, guidance, and tips to find your true passion and purpose? You are definitely in the right spot. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. We are up to episode 22 of the Soul Stories podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Ann, and today we have a very special guest for you guys. Her name is Melissa Wilkes from Improve Yourself. She's all the way over at Perth, and she has gracefully um, got up some crazy hour of the morning to do this podcast. So I'm very appreciative of her getting out of bed for this. And she even got up that little bit early. So her voice wasn't so croaky for you guys. So send her some love. These time differences, I don't know, it does my head in. <laughs> um, and I only met Melissa, what was it, a couple of weeks ago when she asked me to be interviewed on her Facebook group. And I do a lot of interviews and I didn't actually even do any research into who Melissa was. I just say yes to things because I'm intuitively drawn to things. Um, and I also believe that to get your story out there or your what you do out there, you, do, you have to be seen. So I said yes to Melissa's interview. And as soon as she came on the screen, I just instantly felt connected to her. She's right up my alley, like right into health, um, nutrition, I'm guessing movement, a whole holistically healthy balanced life from what I can gather and as we were talking I was I just was so um, intrigued by her story because it's very um, I don't know if your story is similar to me but obviously your outcome you have a very um, similar outcome to me in life so I thought I would love to share that with our listeners as to um, how you got into the nutrition like everybody has a story and that's why I call my podcast the soul stories because Everyone's got a story. Everyone's come from somewhere and they didn't just arrive in the place where they're at at the moment. So um, I'll hand it over to you to just basically tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment with your business. So improve yourself. Um, at the end, we'll ask you where people can get in contact with you. But basically, what's your passion? What do you do now? And then we'll just um, gradually, and it just happens normally organically, get into what um how did you get where you are now? Like what caused you to be sitting in the place right now when you're talking to me? So I'll hand it over to you. So tell us a little bit about your business and then we'll go from there. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, um, Michelle. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I felt that connection too. And you don't always do that, uh, feel that when you're um, having people that you're interviewing. So <laughs> that works out really good. Um, so yeah, I'm a nutrition and mindset coach gluten-free specialist and I also uh, have been running retreats in WA for uh, close to six years um, which I'm really passionate about and I love doing um, got myself a bit of a nickname the food ninja oh I love that the food ninja that's amazing nickname. Yeah, I think some people uh, years ago it was more like uh, I would have women come up and confess to me what they'd eaten <laughs> It was like a, it was like I turned into this uh, every morning. It would be, um, well, I need to let you know what I ate on the weekend or need to let you know what I ate at night, which is pretty oh, funny. So uh, I think, yeah, there's a bit of, I help women that have um, unhealthy relationships with food. Yeah. And uh, I think that's majority of us. Even uh, those of us who have done a lot of work, we still uh, 
have it come up, you know, life happens to us and for whatever reason um, we can get ourselves in a bit of a slump and we're turning to food for comfort. Uh, and I, I think I'm more of a head person like I think more with a head you're probably more heart and so for me I do have that understanding that we have to have emotional understand emotional connections um, and and where our mindset comes from Uh, but I also believe that to break a lot of our habits we have to do that with the action at the same time and so that's where I um, had to figure out a lot more um, of how women think, especially over a certain age, probably over the age of 30, 35, we, we start to really think differently and our values and where we put ourselves <laughs> in the list of, of people in our lives is definitely not at the top. And so I think that's where there gets to be a bit of a, a messy um a messy situation with with food so I love um, teaching women how to read food labels that's something I'm super passionate about uh, I do actually contact some companies about additives preservatives some nasty little chemicals that they hide in there and which has a lot to do with some of our symptoms that we experience uh, I help women with symptoms that they uh, find that there's a lot of food they can't eat mm-hmm. Um, and the relationships with food, which I explained before. Uh, so really, I guess, creating those healthy habits at home, um, knowing what to create. We're, we're big foodies in our house and we love our gourmet sundae and, and things like that. So I wanted women to be able to have meals like that at home that really had a lot of flavour and taste, but it weren't slaving in the kitchen because I think we think healthy food is you know, rabbit food or just salads only and, and we're not like oh that. So. It's so not, there's so much out there. Like yeah. it is amazing the different flavours and, and and nutrition you can get from good, wholesome food mm. Mm. Um, that's made by yourself at home or I even get a, a lady now delivering. She she does she has a commercial kitchen, but it's homemade food. It's proper mm-hmm. homemade food in glass containers that get delivered to my daughter. It's all gluten, gluten-free, dairy-free, processed sugar-free, uh, and it's um, vegan. I'm not vegan, but I do a lot of plants. And it's just like a rainbow. Yes. And it just makes you feel amazing. It and does. it's even better when you don't have to make it yourself. Yeah. Um, because to get that huge rainbow that she's got in her foods would take, a, for me, a lot of time and effort. But obviously there's tips and tricks you can give people, but it doesn't have to be that hard, mm. especially with food prepping. I know that's a big one for me. Mm. If I um, if I'm get a bit lazy and I haven't got into the fridge, you turn, you turn to that crappy Thing that you shouldn't yes. eat because yes. but when you've got other pre-prepared food like I've got and that's why I've started buying that because I've got when I'm starving I turn I'm like oh okay this amazing beautiful salad and quinoa patties and whatever she's made for me that day I'm like and I just turned to that rather than the shitty or not eating which is sometimes is even worse I find yeah, yeah I, um, I my blood sugars used to be all over the shop uh, and I would get that like hangry and hungry I'd either it was a constant battle in my head. Like I want to eat healthy, but when I'm that hungry, I don't have the, um, the, I'm shaking. So I don't have the time or the, the mm-hmm. capacity to make something really healthy. So I, I either turned a shitty food or a lot of the times I didn't eat for too long because, because my brain was saying, you can't eat, don't eat shit. Mm-hmm. But then my physical symptoms were saying you need to eat. So it's a hard yeah. one. I'm a lot better now, but yeah. 
And I think we, we've lost the connection with our body and our body sending signals to us all day, every day. And we're yes. not listening to those body signals and people are not aware of what suits the body. So what you would eat and I would eat would be different because your body's wanting something different and so different. To understand. And it takes a while to learn that because I think, uh, especially women, we seem to, <laughs> Um, be looking after everyone else and so we're switching off to what we what our needs are and what our body's needs are and a lot of the times our body's sending us those signals and we have no idea so it's reconnecting back in um, and it's interesting when I see my clients have their aha moments when they really do get that body connection it's like oh I, I see what you mean because I didn't understand you for weeks and, and now they get it yeah, and it's not just food. It's like it's stop, breathe, or it's um, get outside and go for a walk now, you know. Um, whatever your body is telling you to do, it's because it's it's always there to serve you. And, you know, it's such an amazing healing um, thing for us. You know, our body is always trying to heal itself. So we need to listen and tune in a lot more than we do. Definitely. Excuse the background noise if you can hear it. it's a garbage truck. Decides to always oh. do these things. <laughs> Can't really mute that out. Um, but yeah, you do need to listen to your body. It's one, I was missing hunger signals, signals mm. quite. I didn't realize your body starts giving you a fairly, it's it's very discreet, but when you tune into it, you're like, oh, hang on, I'm mm. starting. And my sister used to be pull me up on it, especially when my blood sugars are all over the shop. She'd say, You need to eat. I'm like, no, I don't. And she said, I can tell by your energy. I can tell by your, mm. like, just by watching the way you're moving, you need to eat. And then I'd stop and I'd feel into it. And I was like, you're right. Mm. So now I can catch it earlier. And the other thing about listening to your body is with food, but also exercise. Like yesterday wow. I did a really quite a hard leg session. This one I'm so sore all over. But, you know, you got to listen. That's your body saying it's trying to heal itself. So mm. this is yoga instead of weights, you know. Absolutely. It's very, so important. Yeah, yeah. So sure. important. Yep. Um, what's your go-to food um, that you keep in the fridge for not emergencies, but when you're really, really hungry and you need something quick and easy? Generally, I, my favourite thing and the thing I do at retreats and one of the first things I teach my clients because I just love it, um, is Koyo coconut yoghurt, mm-hmm. which I think is the bomb. It's the bomb. cleanest coconut yoghurt. Um, it's like a little fat bomb and so you don't have to, um, you, you don't have to sort of worry about any kind of dairy issues there. Um, and it's, I don't, I just think it's generally when you're really hungry, it's, it's actually fats that you need in your brain, you know, especially if you're using your brain all the day, all day, that, that needs a different source of, of fuel. Um, and so I add a paleo granola to that mm-hmm. nut butter. My favorite nut butter is Noya, N-O-Y-A. Oh, yes, I've got some of that in the cupboard. Yeah, it's like it's the amazing. best. It's got nothing in it. I don't have to worry about any hidden, you know, pretend food. Um, and then I'll put some, usually some organic blueberries in there. Um, we have usually have fresh ones and some frozen ones. My, my youngest eats a lot of them. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just sometimes I'll add a few other things in there, like some goji berries, um, some hemp seeds. And I just think it's the best thing. It's just my favourite. It takes, you know, a couple of minutes because I've got all the ingredients. 
And I'm a big believer in what you see is what you eat. So all the healthy food, we don't really have anything that's not healthy in our house, to be honest. We're the same. We're pretty much, I mean, I'm a bit of a one little, and everyone's got their little thing. Mine's a little bag of chippies in there. Yeah. Terrible. But I I try to get the more healthier version, but chippies is my little go-to. But other than that, you look in my fridge and the kids yeah, um, must, and that's how I grew up, though, but I'll talk to you about that in a sec. Yeah, I, and I just believe if you can see it, if it's at the front. So when we open our fridge, there's always a couple of containers of the Koya yogurt. Yes. So as soon as you're like, and I feel that that sort of food is the stuff that can get you going, you know, you don't feel hungry after because you've had the right amount of protein, carbs and fats in there. Yeah. And, that's you know, good. it's not just one particular type of food. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think it's a winner for for, for most people. So that's yeah. a really good one. Smoothies is my other turn to. I have oh, absolutely. Um, so I like to buy organic when I can. So organic raspberries and blueberries they can be quite an expensive habit, especially when the kids love them. I don't know if you've noticed mm. that, but if you and I really feel you should, if it's raspberries and blueberries and or berries in general, you should be buying organic because of the, the spray. They're one of the worst to have that's not organic. But I'm really lucky I found a company that delivers to me um 30% off because I'm a pickup point. It's called Spray Free Pharmacy over here in Queensland. Yeah, wow. So it's I'm so grateful every day it comes actually be coming this morning. And I get all my veggies and it's turned into a little, it started, it's just a little family business, but it's grown into like a nearly organic store. So I get my breads there as oh. well as like my bone broth. I'm drinking like everything there and then delivers to me. So they deliver and they give me 30% off to deliver to be the pickup point. Wow. You know? So that's, I'm really lucky. Um, but yeah, and with the granola, I make my own granola now too. Which I found a really cool tip and this will be great for anyone listening at home. The air fryer does granola. It's amazing. I just put baking paper down and I do buckwheat because I'm gluten intolerant. So I just do buckwheat, all the seeds, um, coconut flakes, um, a bit of coconut oil, a bit of Himalayan rock salt, Mm. uh, a little bit of maple syrup for the, like the sweetness. And then, yeah, just stick it in the air fryer for five minutes. And I keep that handy. We, 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 we've been making granola for years, but uh, what I found was, I have a lot of clients that want to have things they can buy from a packet because they were, you know, working women, not all my clients are working women, but a lot. And so I had to start working out and that's where I really started figuring out what was in packets um, and finding packets where it's just the ingredients. It's nothing else. First thing I do. So now I'm 44. I need to find my glasses to put them on to actually read the packets. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting old because I like to read what's on the packet. And obviously, because those are, that's one thing the writing's so small. I was like, oh, I need my glasses for that. Yeah. Um, So you're good at researching that sort of stuff then and help your clients? Always. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things is, is really understanding food labels. So here in our home, um, there's not much we have in packets um, and we we try to make everything from scratch. I mean, we used to be, you know, to the point of every single thing, tomato sauce, every kind of sauce, every sort of dressing, uh, are still dressings, but kombuchas, everything. Uh, now we're a bit time poor. Uh, there are a few things like paleo granola we'll buy from Farmer Joe's and, you know, we'll look for the organic and the clean brands. And that's what I, you know, show clients how to do that. And, and I actually walk them around the supermarkets and the shops um, wow. and, go and, and, and go through the labels that point out what they usually buy and show them how to buy it. Because I think that's a powerful thing. If you can walk into a supermarket, um, not that I really like supermarkets, but no. uh, 
take them to the farmer's markets. I show them how to buy it all fresh, how to get to know the the growers at the farmer's markets, get to know the storeholders. And then walking into their local supermarket and being able to walk up and down the aisles and understand what you're reading. There's Mm -hmm. so much MSG in food. People have no idea, especially things people think are clean and they're not. Mm -hmm. They're wondering why they're getting headaches or itchy skin or um, any kind of issue or symptom. And a lot of the times we can link it back to the, the type of food that they're eating out of a packet. So, uh, and that's where the food ninja label also came from because um, someone will say, oh, I found these and they're really great and show me the ingredients. <laughs> All over it. That's a great service. That's yeah. a really, really good service. That like literally gave me goosebumps when you told me that. Oh, that's what people need because a lot of people um, and I'm interested to hear your background on your history, but a lot of people didn't grow up with this. So they don't know. They think they're eating healthy. Mm. And I cringe sometimes. I see, especially with kids, people giving stuff to their kids. And I'm like, and I can tell they think it's healthy. And I'd, yeah. I've got to stand up a bit more. I don't want to be one of those. If they're not ready to hear it, of course, I'm not yes, going to go. Exactly. If people ask me, I'm like, that. that is, and yeah, I'm a bit of a food ninja, Nazi, whatever you want to say as well with my kids. You know, their health lunch boxes get sent to school with. And there's some packets just from, as you get busy, mum, convenience and not ideal sometimes, but you just choose the best you can. But yeah, some things that people think are healthy are so the opposite. Yes. And I and I've I have had a lot of clients that say, look, I I I eat really healthy. I just have these sugar cravings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they fill out a food diary and you sort of see there's a lot of um I think it's just we're not really educated. You think about when we're in school and the way we're educated in nutrition, mm. it's very, it, it's pretty much non-existent. And then our people's version of, of nutrition or healthy eating is very, um, it, there's so much misinformation there. Um, and it's funny because my youngest, who's so educated in nutrition, uh, when he was in primary school, I got a phone call from the school because, you know, they had the the van. I can't remember what the van was called. I've got it written down somewhere. And they come and they teach the kids about health. And, you know, on the top was cereals as um, one of the first things, the most important thing for them to eat. And he's like, he was, nope, it's not. <laughs> so he's like, um, so, yeah, he sat out for the rest of them and the following year as well because they weren't teaching uh, the kind of health that I teach, which is that we get food, real food, um, yeah. that is not man-made. Yeah. Um, and when you do have to have man-made food, that's, you know, that's your decision, but um, you're going to get the result from it. So Yeah, you do. And that's why so many people are just sick and, and not even sometimes it's maybe not manifesting as an actual illness, but people are just unwell in general. They don't have oh, energy yes. levels. She said, and they've become, it becomes normal for people. It becomes normal for people to live with headaches and low energy and dragging their bums out of bed every day. I know, it's, 100%. It's and just become normal. Yeah, and it's a shame because to me the perfect client isn't really sick. I'd love to see clients that have come to me before they get to that, yes. that stage. Preventative. And it's funny how why do we get to the point where we're in crisis before we're, ah, oh, okay, Maybe I haven't been putting enough time into my health and maybe I need to be looking and addressing 
what I'm doing, what I'm, yeah. what I'm feeding myself, and not just in food, but in behavior and mindset. I mean, they're, they're huge things, which, you know, with your business. So, um, they're, they're, and, I, and I understand we're sort of programmed. Is it, I don't know if program's the right word, but we're inbuilt with this beautiful nurturing um, part of us to look and after and provide, which is great. But if we don't look after ourselves first, we're actually not providing and nurturing in the in our best way. So looking after ourselves first means we can have that flow and effect too, whether it's our friends, our family, um, or the people we work with or the business that we create, whatever it is. So um, I feel like that's really important. And jumping in before we get to crisis, um, and saying, you know what, health is one of my top values and what do I need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. Instead of us getting to, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s before we're in crisis mode. And I and I really believe that age has changed. I think people would get into crisis mode, you know, late 50s, 60s, not anymore. Um, diabetes is is in really? children. It's 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 you know, um, a lot of uh, ADHD, ADD, autism, um, food allergies, uh, and and that's something we've experienced in our own home, and we've actually been able to reverse things. So I know the power of food, the power of lifestyle, yeah. from our own experiences, and uh, and that's what I want for people to to go. I get that we all have different outlooks in life, but if health is not somewhere near the top, it's going to come to a point where something happens that we don't have a choice because it's been made for us. So so important. I just absolutely love everything you're saying. I'm like nodding like crazy here. (laughs) And um, actually that lady that does all my homemade meals, I've actually interviewed her on my podcast too. I just remembered. I'm like, oh, there's a theme here. So if you wanted to go back and listen to her, you probably find her quite interesting as well because she's got a really interesting story. It's Dana. Um, Yeah, because, and it's how you grew. That's what I wanted to get to too, is how you grew up. Did you grow up with this type of um, lifestyle and nutrition or did you get to a point where you had to change because you were ill? Like how did it happen for you? Yeah, so... No, I didn't grow up with um, learning how to cook or any healthy food in our house. I don't think my mother actually enjoyed cooking at all. Mm. Um, and my brother actually had um, such an issue with food and it, it doesn't sound kind and it is meant with kindness, but she just didn't know how to cook. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I loved every bit of food and so it didn't really bother me and my brother didn't. So uh, we were taught to eat everything that was on our plate. Same. Yeah. If my brother didn't eat his food, then I would eat it. <laughs> so um, because I, I wanted to be able to get off the dinner table because we weren't allowed to leave the dinner table if we hadn't finished our food. Um, so we didn't learn much. There was, it was steak and salad. Um, steak, chips and salad was a, was a go-to. And uh, it, it, it promenaded. It was, a, it was a big thing. And so... My husband and I actually are high school sweethearts. We've been together a very long time, (laughs) um, more than half my life. And so we had to, we started our family young and we have three kids and we had to learn to cook from a young age because we wanted to do things differently. And my husband bought a wok when he was very young uh, and he learned to cook stir fries and I learned to cook other meals. And I think we've, always 
been interested in in providing and feeding people with love with food yes um, but our version was a it was a very distorted and we we learned what was in fashion which was um low fat um or fat free um and so and sugar free which meant that they put other things in it uh, and I did get to a health crisis but it was I ignored my health crisis I was very sick but it was actually my son my youngest my third child getting very sick that changed the direction of our lives and what turned me down the nutrition and health uh, path. <laughs> Funny how you put your kids first and you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was actually his, it's the things we had to do for him that actually created the changes for myself, my husband and our other two kids. And uh, I guess really propelled us forwards in a, in a different way. And we learned um, really about health, nutrition and lifestyle um, because we had to because of him being so sick. So what happened with him? What did he get? Like what caused it? So he, his birth was um, it was a planned caesarean uh, mm-hmm. and um, that was uh, what I was told I sort of had to do. Um, and when we're born um, via caesarean, we miss out on a lot of our initial gut health. Yeah, so exactly. when you're born... Vaginally, you um, take in the mother's um, microbiome and that's sort of the start of your gut health. Um, So he missed out on that. And I breastfed him for a while, but he was sick pretty much straight away. So from an early age of, of, you know, a a few months, we experienced a baby who seemed to be very sensitive to light, sound, touch, and um, didn't settle well, didn't sleep well, and brought up a lot of his food, uh, his breast milk. So I started seeing a paediatrician from a young age with him. Uh, and that was, you know, Melissa, you need to stop eating. So I started taking out a lot of foods, which they get, they still do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did all that. And then I went to a different paediatrician, <coughs> excuse me, and by the age of about two, he wasn't speaking. He, uh, I think he said, dad, <laughs> I was feeling of very <laughs> Um, he, he crawled for 18 months. So we knew, and, and, and it's funny when it's the third, you don't have all those expectations because your other two kids are also picking them up and cuddling them and you answer there. You kind of know what they want. They point and a lot of that sort of thing happens. But I think it was, we, he was just constantly sick and he would scream, but not in a cry scream, in upset scream, he would just scream. So I'd be in the middle of the, the shops and he would just be screaming and people would look at me like, control your child. Um, it was hard to hug him and, and everything. And a lot of the foods he'd chew and spit out. And by this stage, by the time he was two, we spent a lot of money. We started seeing a lot of specialists And we worked it out back then. He's nearly 14. Back then he was, um, we were spending two to $300 a week. So it was a fair amount of money. Um, And finally went and seen, got sent to see um, throat, ear and nose specialist. And he said, look, he needs grommets. He needs his tonsils and adenoids out. um, And that will be a lot of the problems solved. And I actually went and took him to see a chiropractor and the chiropractor said, have you thought about car- oh, no the internet's cutting out oh no we've lost melissa 
Oh, no. Hang on. We'll see if we can get her back for you guys. I can feel it crackling there for a second. We might have to do a part. Oh, she's back. Are oh, you back? Yeah. The internet was playing up. Oh, no. Sorry. That's all right. Well, it's actually, it's my internet that's telling me. You blame me, not yourself. Because <laughs> your internet connection is unstable. That's okay. We'll keep going. Okay. Technology. Uh, so sure. you went to the chiropractor. And he said, why don't you just put the surgery on hold for three months and uh, try chiropractic care? So we did one session and we saw a difference and he said why don't you take dairy out so I took dairy out and then literally we started seeing a difference because he was such a fussy eater he ate a lot of yogurt so I went to lactose free we started seeing a change um and obviously you can only see the chiropractor a certain amount of time so in between we would see sort of benefits for a day or two but then in between I'd see he'd sort of go backwards and the more progress the more you would see when he would go backwards so I started researching and uh, I found that gluten and, and sugar and dairy were big big ones so I um, you know as you do as a mum I've researched like I was an FBI agent <laughs> got right into it ninja and an fbi agent and my my husband came home and i said guess what and he just saw the kitchen all over the kitchen bench and lots of garbage bags and i said we're going gluten-free and he said are you kidding me i'm not going without beer and pizza oh my goodness uh and that was sort of the start so I had to do a lot of work to get my husband on board because that's me. I'm all or nothing. And so it was a whole family, not just me. And we started to see other things, mainly the light, sound, touch. Um, He started to sleep through the night. He started talking. Um, When he was about uh, three and a half, we'd started this three-year-old kindy and they said they thought he was um, going to have autism and we actually got him in to see a psychologist a child psychologist and they said he's actually got a really extremely high IQ but there's there's learning difficulties there Um, and what we later found out is because he couldn't hear he activated parts of his brain that they don't usually use before the age of seven wow so that's where his IQ was lifted but his learning wasn't because other parts weren't working um so we started to implement raw vegetables uh and he started to choose them so he would actually um by the time he was like four or five he'd be choosing capskin for breakfast um as as and would eat it like an apple so we uh we all started making that change and it's take it took a couple of years and back then there was not much information about gluten-free or sugar-free or dairy-free And so it meant we had to learn how to make a lot of food from scratch. And it was so much work, which I I teach my clients now how to do it simply because we've done all the dirty work. Um, And it was was a lot of change. And a lot of my health issues I'd experienced and mine were autoimmune were reversed. And my kids, there's um, my, my middle child, he suffered severe migraines and had spent many years not being able to get any results they just went he hasn't had a migraine since wow this is amazing you know 12 years ago when we started and about 10 years ago where we were you know quite clean and disciplined and 
um, that's had a flow on effect to everybody. So I would tell people my stories and then they would ask for help. And I thought, you know what, I think I should get qualified before I keep giving out this advice. And that's why I decided to study nutrition, learn different diets. And I'm a big anti-diet person because, you know, we all have different foods that fuel us. And so a lot of it is about slowly making changes. It's you can't do an overhaul because you freak out, you freak your family out and your mind is not programmed that way. So it doesn't like to be extremely uncomfortable and it it won't let you. So we need to make small changes slowly, um, but things that are not too hard for us. Um, And my son, if you could see him, he is uh, he's, whole body is just a shining example of what he puts on the inside. So he's nearly 14 and, um, you know, he's my, he's my biggest hero and he's also my biggest teacher because he showed me the way and, and, and the path we've chosen. And I, I ignored a lot of my health issues. I had uh, irritable bowels, chronic fatigue, and I pushed through it. I did, I worked out, uh, on a daily, I was obsessed with exercise. I worked out, um, did had a personal trainer, did CrossFit, did boot camp, went to the gym. Um, I I just ignored all my body signals. So um, yeah, so it was it was quite the journey. And so I think that what's interesting is when the when it's a family, the mother makes the changes. It flows onto the rest of the family. When it's a single person she generally will flow onto her friends and her family, you know, uh, her the siblings and, and parents and then go into the workplace and share that. And I, I love seeing that when that starts to happen because the more people that can understand it doesn't have to be hard, the more people that will make those steps to a healthier life. And for us, I don't know where we would be if we didn't if we had have gone through the surgery, if we didn't meet that Cairo and then I didn't do that research and I didn't want more for our lives and go, you know what? I'm actually sick of being sick and I don't want my kid to be autistic or ADD or ADHD or all those things. Um, and I'm not saying that we necessarily were going to get that for him, but it it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't something I wanted to, to risk and, you know, when teachers are telling you that, you just, nope, nope, I've got to, I've got to try something else. So yeah, so it was quite, what quite an amazing a story. Yeah. yeah, I knew you had some story. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> Such a cool one. Um, and what's the first thing if someone comes to you uh, with like literally no idea about health? What's the first thing that you suggest for them to change? The biggest thing is generally that people aren't drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. It's free. So true. Uh, quality water makes a difference. It's free and, and, and people don't drink enough water. I get clients that see me that aren't even drinking a litre a day. Yeah. Um, and it might take weeks to learn that habit. Some There's a few that have been months. <laughs> um, but it's one of the key things. I mean, that's how we flush our body out. To hear clients that um, will go all night, obviously you're asleep, you don't drink, we'll get up in the morning and drink a coffee. And they get to mid-morning or lunchtime before they start considering water, just pure water. And so that body is so dehydrated and they wonder why they feel sluggish, tired, mood swings, um, you know, really struggling. And 
I find a lot of irritability with women in the morning um, is because we're just not hydrated. So Mm -hmm. it's just such a simple thing. Not enough sleep and not enough water is going to make you one ones cranky person. Big ones. First thing I do when I wake up, I always have water beside my bed. Your brain doesn't work. Your brain needs it. Your why it's been eight, nine hours. Yeah, you have a dry brain. You you can't think straight. You know, you want to hydrate the brain, hydrate the organs. Um, that's all going to, you know, women worry about um, the way we look and we worry about our skin and our weight and that. And if we just did one simple thing by drinking a lot of water, right, which we all know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we prioritise water, we can reduce our ageing, we can have healthy glowing skin, um, it helps pretty much every single thing in your body and it helps you to make makes you look youthful but we're spending thousands of dollars on all these other things with creams and botox yeah when there's when there's water can do so much and it's one of the biggest things when you really get the water up there obviously yes there's a lot more to it but yeah drink your water there's a lot more to it to health and well-being but the first thing i do with a client is has increased the water and I think it's a, such a powerful tool. I think the, the key, the biggest takeaway um, hopefully you get from this chat is to make your water bottle your best friend. Yeah. It has to be with you all the time. I panic when I don't have mine and I'm bad some days. I'm like, oh, shit, I did not drink enough water today because I got busy or whatever. Mm. But it got to the point now I would, if I went and I didn't have my water bottle, I'd panic because I'd be like, I need my water bottle. Like my handbag's really heavy all the time because I carry this big bloody thing around that's with me yeah but that's okay like and good quality water like I notice when I travel I I get belly aches and stuff and I start drinking water that's not you know because I hate buying filtered bottles I hate the plastics obviously so yeah. but yeah, sometimes when you travel you just got to my sister and I usually buy a big a two liter one or something yeah. like that so we can just keep using the same thing and filling our water bottles up with it but yeah, yeah some um some countries have way better water situations than us. I think it's Europe or France or somewhere somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just all the taps or filtered water that comes out of it. It's amazing. I'm like, why yeah. don't we do that? I know. It's ridiculous because it yeah, doesn't free. cost that much for the, for the government. It's free. So you can walk anywhere, like it's like a bin, anywhere and get good quality, really high quality filtered water. Yeah. Not yeah. There's probably spring water. I don't know. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. So water. Thank you for the reminder. I must drink more. Um, and sleep. Another big one. Mm. And what's the third one that you would change with someone or suggest with diet? I would suggest that you look at your fridge and pantry and pull everything out. Give it a give it a, a makeover. Yeah. yeah. Like if you dump everything out and you actually look, most people will find the herbs they have. Uh, from you know 2000 i was gonna say they'll be out of date for sure Uh, and if you start reading food labels and seeing a a lot of things that are numbers or words you don't know what they mean you'll be quite surprised what they actually are and the majority of things in there are causing a lot of people's problems and so really figure out do you need the foods that are in your cup and your pantry um, and what's in your fridge? How much is fresh? Because mm-hmm. if you've got a tiny portion of your fridge that's fresh and the rest is packets and jars, mm-hmm. it's going to contribute to how you feel. Yeah, so, so how can you change your fridge? I mean, I always say your fridge should be uh, like a bit of a display so that when you open it and look in it, 
you're excited about what's in your fridge. Yes, I love oatmeal. And I know a lot of people are drawn to my um, my Instagram posts because I'm always posting my fridge in there. That's what I was going to ask you next, yeah, yeah, like your social yeah. media and how can people follow yeah. you. So, yeah, so Instagram because you get photos of your fridge. So oh, what's your yeah. Instagram name? Is it Improve Yourself? Um, it's Improve Yourself underscore Health Coach. So Perfect. back, you know, so many years ago there was um, I didn't really understand how social media worked and so... Uh, that was the only name that was free, so I took it. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and then my Facebook's just Improve Yourself and my website's improveyourself.net.au. Perfect. So that's good. And you are over in Western Australia, but do you do online things, I'm guessing? I do as well? all my clients online. Uh, I find that even the, um, so the ladies that are in Perth get to, you know, do the outings with me in person. And then the women that are in other parts of Australia or overseas, we do it virtually. So I actually walk to the markets and the supermarket. Uh, It's usually my youngest son who holds the phone, the camera, and I walk through the supermarket. So I find out what supermarket they go to. And they have the choice of sitting in their home and they've got the recording. Um, They can sit in their home and write notes or they can walk into the supermarket and look for the, you know, do the same thing with their headphones on. Um, so we, I make it work. I make it work. Yeah. We do kitchen makeovers. We do pantry and fridge and food labels. And so that's very hands-on, but we can do everything virtually. And I think that was the good thing about what happened last year is that it was, I was forced to go online and I was so scared to do it. And it's actually been awesome because it's made me be able to reach out past more people. Earth. Yeah. I can get to people across Australia and the world and um, it's funny because my first client was um, uh, was from A- um, Adelaide and uh, South Australia and we did it on Skype <laughs> now we have this beautiful tool like Zoom it's just so easy amazing and, yeah. so lucky thank yeah. you for some things <laughs> yeah and I find um, that this year I branched into group coaching which you know you do as well it's so much more powerful when you get women together yes they support themselves in such a beautiful way so while I still do private coaching I find the group coaching clients actually get more results because the, the way women can come together is just so powerful they're so supportive and this that nurturing comes out um and it's I just love it I think it's beautiful and we it it forces us to be vulnerable and when we're vulnerable we can peel back the layers we can work on our mindset and we can really make those changes and wow it's so true this is exactly what yeah in my soul school same thing everyone just magic um so we are running we're not running out of time but we i have three questions that i ask everybody at the end of the podcast um they are like spiritual sort of based it's just your belief systems we i don't even know what your belief systems are i'm guessing they're probably very similar to mine but um so i'll ask you the three questions that i'm interested to hear and it's just your version so Mm -hmm. the first one is what is the soul oh deep questions yeah, that is. Jeez, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't give you any heads up, sorry. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's what I like um, when people don't know about it. I believe our soul, I, I believe, well, how do I articulate this? So early in the morning. I believe our body is just our, we're just here living our lives. Our soul is inside and um, 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. Our body's the vessel in our souls. Yeah, yeah. It's in, thing inside your body, yeah, but it's not your body. Yes, but. yes. Um, like and that. I, I think we all have a purpose. And I think the feeling of out of alignment is when we don't know what our purpose is in life. And we can get stuck in thinking it's serving our family um, and it's or serving our job. And it, I think there's a lot more to it. And I think our purpose, our soul is craving to be, um, to be living in alignment with our purpose, our true purpose, what we're here for in this, in this lifetime. And, um, yeah. That is a very, very, very good answer. And I 100% agree. And that's when you're in alignment, everything happens. Like your body starts to like change and be the best version of itself. Oh. Like I just looked at myself today and I've been exercising every day, but I'm not going crazy. I'm not doing a challenge or anything. And I thought, I look really good. <laughs> I feel good. No. I do? <laughs> it's because I'm in alignment. I'm doing everything yes. that's true to me. And it's mm-hmm. easy. Everything's easy. So, yeah, very good answer. But what happens after you die is the next question. Oh, gosh. I believe we take another formation um, into another vessel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that then we have to work on what we didn't resolve in our past life. (laughs) Yes, completely agree with that. And I think most of the listeners will probably agree with that as well, that we come around a few times and get our lessons and then raise our frequency and our vibration Mm. and do Mm. that sort of ascension process. That's what I believe. So yes, that's great. And the last one is what do you know for sure? Uh, The answers are within us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes, (laughs) that is so cool. Oh, I love chatting with you today. It's been really, really good. Um, I think I've got a new bestie on my hands here. <laughs> I to connect more often. Pity you're on the other side of the country. But obviously when you come, if if or when you get come over to Brisbane or the other way around, I'll be able to visit yeah. you in person. And everybody that's listening, make sure you follow Melissa at Improve Yourself on Facebook and her website. I'm going to go check it out now because I'm really keen. And if I'm not, I don't know if I'm on your Instagram. I love good food photos. Yeah. So I will jump on your Instagram as well and have a look and follow you there as well. So thank, thank you. you so much for joining us. Um, when I share this podcast up, hopefully today, you can share it with all your followers as well and share the love around. I would love to share women it. supporting women. It's one of my favorite things ever. So really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I loved it. It's been good fun. <laughs> If you have enjoyed this podcast, then I would like to personally invite you to my next workshop, The Six Steps to Soul Success. In this four-hour workshop, I dig deep into self-love, finding your true passion and your purpose, and teach you how every single one of you is destined for great things. You just need to trust the universe. These workshops are run online and face-to-face, so head on over to my website, www.thosetwosisters.com and register for your free ticket now.